journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. This is our... 43rd. 43rd. Show. Sounds like an eternity, doesn't it's it? It's amazing. It's amazing. So 43 divided by 12 <laughs> is 3 in a long time. Right? Yes. Yes. So anyways, this is us. A, a lot show. of shows. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and of course, this is the amazing blonde bombshell. And oh, I'm amazing. Yeah, we're Ooh. right here on... Uh, he likes me this month. Uh, see, what, what, what are we on? EBC TV. EBC TV, and, and maybe your local channel, if you're watching one of the... Uh, how many sh stations? 40, 63, uh, 63 stations yeah, that carry us. 63 stations. 63 stations. Nationwide. Nationwide. Public including, access including facilities. California House of Corrections. <laughs> Blonde's very big at the California uh, Hey, they never followed <laughs> through on me, that. Maybe, or is it me? They, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's you. They yeah, never followed yeah. through on that download. So apparently, you know, they had all good intentions, yeah. but it just never happened. Yeah, whatever. So tonight, we have a show. What are we jumping right into the show? Well, what would you like to talk about? I was going to talk about, you know, I haven't seen you in I know. A month. I know. I've right. been on a little hiatus, hiatus. an unplanned Sabbatical. hiatus, because Sabbatical. we've been so... you boss, right? Yeah, I have a really... He's a slave driver. Hi, Russ. Hi. <laughs> he's out in the control room. Anyway. He's directing this show. No, we're just super busy. Uh, we're a public access facility in a high school, and everything happens, just ramps up between April and May, yeah, yeah, and now yeah. we're just kind of... The kids get out yesterday... Kids in the studio going, yay. And uh, so now we're finally quieting down. So now I can get back on my regular. Right. If you're not on vacation. If I'm not on vacation. On camp. But anyways. <laughs> so anyways, we've got a really good show today. We've got a scary show. Where have show. I heard that before? A scary we show. We do have a scary show. Right. And isn't and that why you tune in to see us? Right. Maybe. I'm certainly scary. Uh-huh. Anyways, uh -huh. and it all starts. It all starts. With? With? For those who are listening, the Ouija board. There you go. Tell them what it is, Ron. Horrifying tales start that way, by the way. <laughs> uh, yes, they do. Yes, they so do. So, without further ado, instead of cemetery tripping, like we usually do at the beginning of the right, show, Jan got lazy. I mean, we, Jan, uh, Jan, Jan, I'm Ann. Hey. I'm in trouble now. Yeah, you are, you are going to get it. It's worse when I call her Ann. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh my God. Ignore that. So. Yes, in yes. lieu of cemetery tripping, because we want to try and get right to our show tonight, haha, yeah. ha, we are going to play you the following scary clip. Fine. So, please watch. Please watch? <laughs> How about if we play it? When three teams make contact with the other side, it's all fun and games. If you are here, make your presence known. Something else was in the room with us at that moment. 
Are you here? Give us a sign. It was thrilling. We've contacted somebody. Until someone gets hurt. It was becoming more invasive. It was hurting people. It was something unholy, something dark and hateful. Can they close the door before it's too late? In America, there is real evil. It lurks in the darkest shadows and in our most ordinary towns. Between the worlds we see and the things we fear, there are doors when they are open. Nightmares become reality. And there you go. That was really scary. That scare you crap out of me. <laughs> Why didn't I want some popcorn? But anyways, uh, much to the dismay of many people, we actually are going to give away the ending because they survive. And <laughs> Joining us now, uh, right here in the studio, is Keith and Kyle Johnson, who starred in this movie, really. Well, their doubles did. <laughs> so, can we go to it? There you there go. go. There they are. Welcome aboard, Welcome. guys. Welcome. Hello. Yeah, good to be here. You, you know, I watched that thing. I'm not bigger watching paranormal shows be honest even though i've been doing this for so long they get they kind of blend in after a while mm-hmm. they're kind of like boring i'm sorry uh, <laughs> but i just happened to watch that uh and i really loved the show it was a compelling story it was well Definitely. done i thought anyways and as soon as it was over i jumped on a facebook or myspace or whatever it was and went into uh <laughs> the messenger and i messaged both of you guys and asked you as a shot in the dock to have you come on the show and you both agreed which surprised the hell out of me but that's, that's good <laughs> so i want to thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for showing up tonight to, thank you to for having us, us. Yeah. yes so we saw the trailer of this thing and and for those uh who haven't seen the whole show i would recommend it oh definitely but how close to the to the storyline is the real events I can feel that question. Go ahead. <laughs> Please do. Actually, wait, wait, which one's Kyle? Which one's Keith? Carl uh, and Keith. Yes, and hey, Kolek. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, Keith, and Kolek, is that a law firm? Oh, I know, right? Yes. Carrigan. Yeah. Carrigan. How there Keith, you go. Kolek, Kolek and Carrigan. Carrigan. There. Law firm. Throw it all together. All right. So how close to the, to the uh, thing? Because, you know, they yeah. take liberty. We were happy with the way they handled our story on haunting. Uh, it was pretty accurate. Some of those conversations are verbatim, you know. So it was, oh, they are? Yes, wow. they're just as we said them. And, uh, we were Wait a minute. How long ago did that happen? <laughs> uh, more than 10 years ago. More than 10 <laughs> years ago. And you can remember the what you <laughs> said. Oh, I know I do, because some of those events were so dramatic at the time they were happening that they stuck in our minds. And wow. When you get to be my age, the, the memories back from long ago start to roll back, <laughs> you know. But, yeah, I remember that some of them, it was just like it happened. I would say the last 10 minutes of the episode, they kind of uh, condense it. You know, they say, hey, we've got 53 minutes. We've got to tie this up. So, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it wasn't too much of a stretch. It was pretty close. But the first half hour, I would say, just, just like it happened. It's 
like a diary being played out. So I, I don't want to give away the whole thing, but I do. Uh, give us give us a, a, a quick synopsis of the the chain of events that kind of went on. How did how did this haunting start? You? Well, basically. Whose uh, fault was it, in other words? It was his fault. <laughs> yeah, his fault. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he became uh, Mr. Ouija there. Oh boy. And. Um, we found, uh, we had the board. Uh, I guess we got it for a Christmas present. Uh, oh, that's nice. Our mother got it for us. Well, uh, she, she used to play with one. Yes, my mother. game when she was a teenager. Our mother played on a when she was Yeah, yeah, when she was a teenager, and nothing catastrophic happened. They that's got good. some answers well, here and there. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it was basically considered a board game at the time, yeah. a harmless board game. And uh, I did it a few times, but mostly my brother and my sister, and they kind of took over they had uh, regular conversations because they started getting answers and some of these answers were very relevant. They'd ask questions and uh, some of the things predicted were true. They actually started happening. So, uh, but didn't you, know. you think like somebody was pushing it? Well, at first we went through, you know, Cynthia would say, are you pushing it? You've got to be pushing it. Stop it. <laughs> and good, I'd good, say, good, uh, that's why yeah. I was my sister. Back yeah. in those days. Good, yeah, good yeah. voice on that. Yeah. I like that. that was <laughs> You're pushing it. Stop. And I said, no, I'm not. And I, I thought I thought you were pushing it, I said. No, and we realized it was. And then we very lightly put our hands on the planchette, and it just uh, glided over the surface of the board. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By the way, Keith is still rather shy about Ouija boards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Touch it. I never use them. Yeah. <laughs> did, you didn't take part in this little? I did the first few times, but after they started getting uh, results, I stopped. Yeah. Right. She's so what, what made it, you yeah. stop then? I'm sorry, if I talk too much. I'll just, I'll just hit you later. Out, just hit me. Just, I, really, I'm just like so. <laughs> okay. I'm, so I'm, just, I'm excited about this. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, um, my brother and sister uh, got to the point where they were just doing this all the time. It was regular. After dinner, they'd sit down for their session. Yeah. So I just let them go for it. You know, I, I thought it was interesting, but uh, when they started getting answers, I thought maybe it's something that really shouldn't be played with as much. But they had regular sessions. They had mm -hmm. a couple of people that, supposedly people, spirit people that answered, some entities. Uh, one was named Buzz, which is actually a biblical name. Buzz actually, Light. Yeah, right. yeah, Buzz Light. It's actually B-U-Z. It was a biblical name. Uh, one of Abraham's nephews was named Buzz. And also there was a name Sylvia that came through. And that became the main entity, the main persona that uh, my brother and sister had conversations with. And at the time, those names had no relevance to us. We never knew a Sylvia, didn't know what Buzz was from. That's hmm. just what came through, spelled out on the uh, mm -hmm. on the board. Wow. So you started having uh, these Ouija board sessions. But prior to that, I mean, you were teenagers. You were all teenagers. Mm -hmm. Had anything ever happened in the home before? Yes, yes, several things did happen. Um, nothing really major. Uh, the first one, to my memory, my sister was too young. She was in a high chair, but uh, I remember it clearly. It was um, a June evening, and uh, my parents had just finished with supper, and my mother got a little choked up, so my dad went and get her a glass of water from the faucet, handed it to her, and all of a sudden, before she could drink it, he heard this sizzling sound, and he just saw it vanish like that. She didn't drink it. She's like, where did it go? Where what? did it go? Wait a minute. The water or the glass? The water itself. The, the oh, glass okay. was empty. And so it just, ah. it just like, vanished. And, uh, you know, nowadays, I guess we'd say teleported. So like Aunt Anna had dinner and her wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it just right. goes right. That's it. <laughs> but uh, we, we termed that our thirsty ghost. 
<laughs> so it was, you know, playful at first. It was playful. Little and then my happened. our sister in her high chair levitated up to the top no, of that's the a ceiling. No, that's an exaggeration. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds good, doesn't it? The water thing is true. <laughs> she should have levitated. She that's levitated. crazy. That's wow. Not that I remember. She didn't levitate, did she? Right. No. Sure. Maybe we can tell if she did. Sure. Mm. Yeah. I didn't float. So. So little things? Yes, little things. Well, although I wouldn't call all the water evaporating out of a glass a little that was thing. Strange. That was strange, um, yes. Yeah. But, uh, Voices outside my window, and my mother attributed that to active imagination. Mm -hmm. uh, interestingly, when I was uh, the age of 15, around the time when we started playing, and especially my brother and my sister, I was the age of 15, uh, the voices came back around the time they were playing with the Ouija board. Uh -huh. And, you know, I'm a teenager. I'm, I'm wide awake. I know I'm not imagining this now. I'm not right. a five-year-old kid. It's ten right. years later, so wow. no denying that. Hmm. And I think, I think the uh, board had something to do with it. So you hear voices. Mm -hmm. well, yeah, there was uh, paranormal activity evident in the house. We didn't call it paranormal <laughs> activity back then, right. which is strange Hadn't things. Coined. Yeah, right. Ghost hunters weren't on the air yeah. back then. But exactly. No, that nope. was before those shows. Uh, the play on the Ouija board, on the spirit board, seemed to exacerbate that and make things come out more. It's like opening a door to it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny you mentioned uh, ghost hunters. Uh, most of the cast weren't even born at this time. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Think about which, it. Which right. actually brings me up to a point that I, I was watching the movie, in, well, the, the show, and, and this man came in at the end to do a oh, yes. thing in the house. He looked very familiar. A young man, wasn't he? He wasn't that young. Yeah. <laughs> That's the funny part about it. <laughs> I don't know. Can we say John Zaffis on the air? Of course you can. <laughs> say whatever you want. It's out there. You can say whatever Lip readers out there, they're going to know it's John Zaffis. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, John, John and I go back a long way. Very, very good friends. So did that really happen? Did he really come? We communicated with John Zaffis so about it. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But Carl will, will tell you the story. You want me to tell the full yes. story? Yes. Sure. Well, actually, at the time, and as I mentioned, a lot of this was condensed, you know, just for yeah. time. Uh, they only have so much they can contribute to the episode. Right. It was actually uh, our visitation, our first visitation, was from uh, John Zaffis's uncle and aunt, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Right. They came to investigate the house. Oh, uh, my goodness. To show all of that, you'd need like a, a two-hour episode. Right. So, you know. yeah. And, of course, we were in communication with John Zaffis, right? yeah. <laughs> okay. Talk slow? Yeah, they talk slow. That oh, they a two-hour episode. Yes. Well, now, John Zaffis came. There no, might did, yeah. be something. <laughs> he saw well, you know, Interesting. Um, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but the first EVP we ever captured, Carl captured on... Um, Recording. Real to real? Yes. Yeah. No, what was it a cassette? Well, it was a little uh, cassette, cassette recording. Right, right. Mm -hmm. They had those cassettes back. Oh, yeah, I forgot you guys are younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was back in my day, we had real to real. <laughs> yeah, Ed, Ed Warren used to use the uh, real to real. But uh, the first one that was ever captured in our house actually was in slow motion. To speed uh, it up to see yeah, what it was strange. Really? I mean, this voice came out, and I wasn't intending to record an EVP because I didn't know what an electronic voice phenomenon was. I didn't I know think you could anybody record. did back then. No, no. I didn't know you could record. Well, some people were doing it, but I was yeah, not aware that some people record purported spirit voices, disembodied voices. So, what 
well, you brought that up, and, and we'll go right back there in a second. What time period are we talking about right here? We're just talking about 1972, 1973, and 1974. So the 70s, you know? early 70s. Okay, yeah. go ahead, continue. So this EVP. The EVP, yeah. Well, actually, I was in my parents' basement that I had set up as my own rec room, my own, you know, play, space. And uh, I heard they dumped you down and you ended up living there. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't holy enough for Keith to stay well, in the same He room. liked it down there. He liked it down there. Yeah, so. with all the mold and the flooding and the dirt. <laughs> <on>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got that Lucifer in. thing going, doesn't right. it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Shaved this two days ago, it just comes back. <laughs> Depends on what I'm thinking about. <laughs> comes back out, yeah. Okay, so. And uh, so we, I was with my friend Mark downstairs, and we were recording, just recording conversation and music, but I certainly was psychic trying. experiments, too. Well, yeah. We oh, were you really? That. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was, he was doing... Um, it's a whole other... You have to tell a story to tell a story <laughs> to get into that. Right, yeah. right. That's why it's just all cool stuff. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I mean, it, yes, it's it when does. we were um, new to uh, actually investigating paranormal phenomena, although my first investigation took place when I was 10 years old, Oh. and I surprisingly got results. It was a oh, house boy. in Little Compton, an abandoned house, and I was walking through it, and I had this compulsion to look into a room down the hallway, and my mother's beeping the horn, come on, come on, we're going to leave, <laughs> but uh, I just looked in, and this rocking chair is furiously going like that, so... I hightailed it out of there, but uh, retrospect, that was actually my first investigation. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, you're coming with all sorts of equipment, recording devices, and uh, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get anything. That's but, right. uh, yeah, that, uh, that, so that back to this recording. I'm yeah, the recording. <laughs> so we're recording down there, and I actually I didn't know anything about EVP. I was not trying to record yeah. a spirit voice, which is why it was so surprising. Mark and I were playing back the recording. Towards the end of the recording, we suddenly sat up straight. We heard... This what sounded like a voice in slow motion. It was in. I don't have the recording with me. I think Keith has a copy of it. Oh. But it was we could saying, just do the voice. Yes. Someone help me. We played it back. You know, we're looking at each other. We played that back a couple of times, and uh, it sounded like it was a, a voice saying, "Someone help me." And then we heard thump, 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 and then it says, "Help" again. Well, my friend had a recorder that could speed it up, so we sped up the recording to get it to like what would sound like a normal speed, a normal voice, and mm -hmm. it comes out as kind of a female tone voice, oh. and it says, Carl, help me, <gasps> help. And you pep, 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 like, as if somebody was tapping on the microphone, some rapping. Oh, Which wow. was extraneous. We didn't hear any of this at the time. Right, so right. it's a true EVP. Mm -hmm. then. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. and I've never known what to do for that. Uh, some people advise that I should conduct a spirit rescue, like help this spirit pass on to the yeah. into the light, as sure. you know, is the common lore about these I'll things. But fly paper and put it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. never knew what to do about that. Um, I mean, I had theories about it. Perhaps it was some uh, darker, shadier, inhuman entity trying to deceive us. Uh, I don't think I'll ever know what it ever was. How could I? It was just a cry for help from the other side. I said, mm -hmm. "Carl, help me, help." So yeah. do you think that was associated to the spirit that was on the Ouija board? I do. I think there's a connection there. Uh, I don't think it was anything insidious, anything evil or deceptive. Mm. I think it was some person that, as a presence. That, that was in the cellar, out. though. That was in the but cellar. But in the cellar, yes. And the Ouija board did spell out cellar at one time. Right. Yes, when we were playing on the Ouija board, when I was talking on the... We should say spirit board because uh, Ouija board Ouija. is trademarked. I don't care. It's already out in the open. 
Wait a minute. Ouija. Ouija. In Japanese. Ouija. Yeah, I get it. I'm not going to. Spots first. going to come out. And it had spelled out, we asked for a sign, and it said seller. C-E-L-L-A-R. So my sister and I excused ourselves in the spirit of the board, and we went to the top of the basement stairs, and we waited there about 20 minutes. We were just about to go back upstairs, and we heard... There was a wood partition along the side of the stairwell, and we heard knocking on that, rapping. And then it came back again. Did it again. The fox, this is reincarnated. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds like that. Weren't they snapping their fingers and their toes to make... So I don't they know. say, but they recanted that, but then they, towards the end of their life... They were pretty much drinkers, though, yeah. Yeah. at that time. Uh, this was... Uh, we don't know. Well over, and we'll never know. This was 150-something years ago, right. so we can't know. Well, I... I re- Remember it a little bit, but yeah, vague <laughs> <laughs> childhood memories. Yes, he does. Yes, yeah. memories. Yeah, but uh, so that's. I mean, but you're making contact with the spirit. So, what made you go on? I mean, weren't you a little bit? I mean, you had this early yeah. experience with the recording thing. And you were kind of like you just said that. We didn't know if somebody was deceiving you. Weren't you feeling the same way about the Ouija board at that Oh, yes. We were a little trepidatious about it, but the, the excitement of discovery was propelling us on. You know, we wanted to know more. This was success. We got, uh, we, it was certain that we were communicating with some form of spirit or disembodied entity. You know, that, that much we were certain. So we wanted, figured the only way we could learn more about it was to ask it and find out more. We were very curious. Mm-hmm. No, a little nervous about it, but uh, more curious than no, so I, I think apprehensive. It's, I think it's interesting that you said your your mom had a Ouija board. Oh my God, the water's all gone. As a <laughs> 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 well, it was. your mom had a Ouija board as a girl, yes. and so had given it to you kids as a Christmas gift, and yet when you actually started getting results from the Ouija board. Your parents seemed, at least in this episode that we watched, kind of in denial about the whole thing. Oh yes, right. Um, right. So they Don't just died, kids. They, yeah. It's just your overactive imagination, right? right. I All think that's kind of funny. Did maybe your mom defer to your dad a little bit on that, or what, what's your your feeling on that? Uh, my dad just kind of ignored it as much as he could. Uh-huh. <laughs> I made jokes about it and stuff right. like that, but uh, my mom kept saying it's your imagination, as mothers do. Mm-hmm. Still, and you know, she had experienced the water vanishing, right. but uh, she still tried to m- remain as skeptical as possible. Well, you see, my mother would be interested in what we told her. We saw this object move. A glove appeared in the hallway. We showed it to her. Mm-hmm. Told her the answers we got from the spirit board. And she would be interested when we were saying it. By the next day, it was, oh, yeah, I think you were, you made it up. No, we weren't. Well, you're imagining it then. You know, it wasn't as real the following day. Oh, okay. So she just wasn't mm. that interested in hmm. these things that were going on. Well, she had had it as a child and played with it then. Yes. So she never had any experience with it. So she was just assuming Not any bad experience with it, no. So she was just assuming that it was well, just... Well, back then it was just kids. like a prognosticating game, you know, mm. like right. playing ask questions. Yeah. And, you know. Hmm. That was before The Exorcist was published. And, yeah, that's and the true. the movie came out. So. Poor board. I always feel so bad for it. It's such a <laughs> rep. A bad rep now. Yeah, bad rep. So maligned. But anyways, so uh, let me ask you, uh, let me ask uh, Keith on this one. Mm-hmm. Now, you're a little leery of the Ouija board. You said you don't use it anymore. And, and you, you didn't partake too much right. back right. then. 
So it is just a game. I mean, yeah. it says right on it. So oh, yeah. What makes it, and, and many, many people use it with yeah. no results whatsoever or just being. Yeah, sure. So what makes that leap from the game to some portal to humbleness? Yeah. What's happening is that you're opening your psyche and inviting something in. And, um, you know, not to sound like an alarmist, but in a way you're inviting possession. I mean, obviously you can do the same thing like they did in the Victorian era. You can do the same thing with a wax table and a, and a wine glass upside down. Mm -hmm. But um, the thing is that you're asking some unseen entity to control, your, your, take over your motor control. Now, at the very least, you're asking it to move your fingers to the right answers. At the worst, you're asking, come and take my motor control, only for a little bit, but just yeah, enough to, to, right, yeah. to uh, involuntarily move my fingers and hands across the board. Mm -hmm. So actually inviting, it's an invitation to invite something in, giving it permission. Now, of course, many people use it uh, dozens, even hundreds of times and get little, if any, results, nothing negative. Sometimes somebody uses it once or twice and it just comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's something you really can't predict, but right. uh, it's because of the potential danger that we we recommend not using it. Mm -hmm. uh, that's th my personal opinion. I think it, it all goes back to the darn teenage girls and their sleepovers. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. they just do that Ouija board and it scares the crap out of right. It's like doing the Mary, uh, yeah. Penny Mary. Bloody Mary, yeah, yeah right. I mean, right, it's exactly. the same thing, right? Kind right, of. right, but exactly. In, in a way, that could be dangerous because you're inviting as well, right? Yes, yep. Exactly. But isn't, isn't all stuff at Paranormal the same thing? Like, you do an EV page, you're inviting. Or you, if there's anyone there, can you give me a sign? You're doing inviting again. Very, very true. Very true. So, um, I do, when I do um, investigations or I'm mostly uh, intervening on somebody's behalf, we do bring recording devices with, it, with us. I always pray over our equipment. And I ask that nothing be allowed to, in the name of God, nothing be allowed to attach itself or follow us home. And I think that's very important. And uh, another thing, I don't in advise anybody using the Ouija board, but if somebody does, it's just proper etiquette to do a closing. Mm -hmm. a thank you, and that's it. Do an ending. Mm -hmm. That's that's just rather than just leave it open ended. Right, right, right. I have known some people to get into trouble for not doing that. Right. So. Yeah, I mean, I've got a bunch in my office that people have sent me that are absolutely haunted because they've had horrible experiences with them. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope marijuana isn't insulted, insulted by no, it. No, she's, she's very cute now. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Anyways, um, but you, just because you get stuff through doesn't mean it's evil. I mean, we did an investigation uh, at a lighthouse up in Maine on an island, and um, we started out doing glass swirling, and, mm -hmm. and the spirit told us through glass swirling that it wanted us to use the Ouija board, and we didn't bring a Ouija board, but then it pointed right off, and there was a closet over there, and we opened up the closet, and it was a Ouija board. Oh, Isn't surprise, that surprise. So anyways, I didn't do it. There was uh, Leslie Martin, who's a medium, and Jeremy Dontremont, who was with me, were doing it, and they made contact with his... Uh, lunch school uh, woman that worked in a lunchroom. A lunch college. lady? Yeah, lunch lady in college. They got a lunch lady? They got a lunch lady. Don't ask me why. Okay. But anyways, they kept asking for me to go on the board, right? So I kind of like, oh, I know what's going on, right? So I go on the board, and what does it say? You die tonight. Who? Of course it did. Who dies? Uh, oh. 
was one wicked lunch lady. Uh, well, this was somebody else. Yeah. Was like there, yeah. you know. But you know what? I, I, I'm still here. I think. Am I? Um, yeah. Oh, yes. I think so. So, I mean, you get that kind of stuff on it too. Well, you know, it's yeah. a bunch of crock. I mean, I didn't die, and so it lied to me, didn't it? You're right. the kind of questions right. we were asking. Is it, is it intimidation? I think it's intimidation. Well, yeah, they so. want whatever these entities are. I mean, there are so many theories. That and and I think most time it's just you know, our subconscious yeah. answering it for us. You know, we have a, an answer preconceived sometimes subconsciously, and we're going to indicate that. You know, whatever think, they are, they want, most of the time want that's what it is. Be it some part of our psyche manifesting through the board or um, a genuine disembodied entity coming through us. And it's it's when you board. get extraneous activity going along with it, which we did. Outside of the right. board, right? Right. Yes, the knockings right. on the wall, things moving, the planchette flying off the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> Sylvia became like a friend. I would have stopped after that happened. Howard yeah. Yeah. Just, Oh, cool. Just, just, well, that's success. That's the experiment is working. I, exactly. I I'm kind of with you, you know. Uh -huh. I don't know. Uh. Yes, and you, uh, uh, Sylvia once said a friend is about to call, and friend called right afterwards while while they were still doing the So a little session. premonition there. Yeah. Yes. That's all cool. I said it's not cool because you went through <laughs> it, but it is to me because it's that's what I do as I investigate study the paranormal and, and this is extreme case of paranormal activity and, and I love it. Um, so excuse me for that. <laughs> but it's an intriguing case. It really yes. is. Oh, yeah. uh, um the other thing, according to the the uh, show, was that it turned violent. Yes. Did that really happen? Yes. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It did turn nasty, turn very nasty after a Some while. Some of that was genuinely scary. Yeah, it was quite frightening at the time. Especially for you guys. You were you're young at the time, right? Yes. Yes. Teenagers. Young teenagers. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, as I mentioned, the voices did come back. And... Um, the knowledge I have now, in retrospect, it all does fit together. I, I didn't really understand it at the time. But um, it was in the middle of the night. There was a thunderstorm going on. And suddenly, there was the voice again outside my window. In fact, during certain nights, they seemed to get closer and closer and closer. Finally, there's something right outside my window. And I hear it laughing and giggling. And uh, I hear it stamping in the rain. And then it goes in a counterclockwise direction to all three windows in my bedroom. And, of course, that's a sign of a, an inhuman spirit, of demonic spirit. it's counterclockwise. Right. It's going in threes, ah. and uh, which is an insult to the Trinity. Mm -hmm. and did you know that at the time? No, at the time I didn't know that. I wasn't aware. But it did go counterclockwise, too. So it's going to go the opposite. So... Uh, yeah, in retrospect, I did realize that that did seem to indicate that it was not just a happy spirit playing pranks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. It wasn't just an intimidation. I, I think it was, I think actually in retrospect, it knew that I would eventually realize what it meant, you mm -hmm. know, giving these, these telltale signs, although I was not aware of it at the time. I just... Uh, I just wanted to go to bed and sleep, but I couldn't with that going on. Yeah. Should have slept no. in the cellar. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> Where he was actually yeah. oh, down in the cellar. Oh. Yeah, and he, he was actually seeing things eventually in the cellar. So we should talk about a little bit what he saw. I mean, Ooh, that's kind of intriguing thing. Oh, right? yes, absolutely. Yeah. What's well, so? Kyle? What you saw in the show, <laughs> uh, how much do I want to give away? 
You've seen it anyway. It shows yeah. been out for a while, right? Yeah, it debuted December second, two thousand sixteen. It's it's aired uh, from time to time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think too many weeks go by where it's not re-aired on, on those networks. Um, I saw. It's still good the, to see, even if you yeah. know the results. Yeah. Well, when, yeah. Well, the way they depicted it in the television show was actually nostalgic for me, kind of creepy, but yeah. you know, <laughs> brought me back because it was so accurate, so similar to what I had seen. That was based on my description. Yes, I was down in the basement, and uh, I heard, uh, was getting ready for bed. I had tried some experiments in spirit communication down there and upstairs. And um, while I was down there, I heard thumping and rapping and like furnishings being moved around. We had heard that when we were upstairs for like past few years before that. And uh, this time I was down there and heard it. It's like, oh, oh I'm right here, mm-hmm. hearing those noises. And I asked, I said, Keith, are you down here? And uh, then it got quiet, and I saw the form of a woman. She just there, all of a sudden, and she was moving across the room and towards me in my direction. Now, that was unsettling. Yikes. You can't really brace yourself or something like that. No. You know. So no. what did you do? Stood there transfixed for a while and watched her, and then I said... Uh, <laughs> Then I reached uh, for no, the light. Right, I couldn't, dude. you know. I knocked That's over good. the light. And I was like, you know, I mean, it was there was enough illumination that I could see this this person there, and it was the form of a woman. She was kind of in the clothing of maybe a century before, mm-hmm. uh, a black or grayish frock dress. She was colorless, but uh, she had this dress on, the muted tones, and uh, her hair was pulled up and into a bun in the back. She looked like a real person, just of another time. And it took me about a second or two of watching this figure to realize this is a ghost or this is someone from another time. And she walked forward. And I think the eeriest aspect of this apparition was that she didn't make any sound, no footsteps as she was walking. She was in a walking motion, but no sounds, no footsteps on the floor. And uh, she came up to me and actually walked by me very close. And then I, I knocked over the light. I, I yelled for somebody to turn on the light. I mm-hmm. said, you know, well, uh, somebody did. I don't know if it was you or one of our parents turned on the cello light. And I said, I just lost my way down here. Cause I, you know, <laughs> what could I say? You know, I'm seeing a ghost. Can you come down? Because you know, the moment had passed. Uh-huh. But that wasn't the only time I would see her. I think there were uh, three times altogether that I saw her so as clearly as I'm seeing you. So what was the purpose of her manifesting? Oh, I've never known any more than I can know what that uh, that recording that said Carl helped me meant. Uh, except we were reaching out. We were trying to penetrate the veil and talk to a spirit. And perhaps this was the Sylvia entity, but mm-hmm. it was the form of a woman. The house was actually younger than Keith and I. Right, so right. It's interesting it was, to note. Not that. like it was an ancient yeah. house. Well, that was memories. my next question is, yeah. was there any research right. Actually, our house, our house um, was, the property was owned by my grandfather, and he gave it as a present to my parents, and uh, we moved, the family moved in, I guess Carl and I were about three years old. Mm-hmm. It was a pony corral before that. Oh. But the house he lived in right pony next, corral? yeah, it was a pony corral. Yeah, like, they know, yeah. a gravel pony corral, and on there was the farm, Cedar Crest Farm. Yeah. Uh-huh. And as okay. Keith was mentioning, my grandfather, our grandfather on my mother's side, Bequeathed this land as a wedding gift to our parents, and they built the house there. But no the house pony, he lived no in. ponies though. No, no ponies. No, 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 no ponies. <laughs> we, no, we never got the pony ride. No, unfortunately, no, for our time. Yeah. But um, that was a very, very old house. It was the first house in North Situate, Rhode Island, actually, next door to us, mm-hmm. where my grandfather yeah. resided. Yeah, it was the yeah. first house to have plumbing installed. Very, very historic house. So, ah. my thought it was something from over there right. gravitated towards our place. 
Right. And it may have been an historic person that it was uh, appearing as, but uh, I think it was, you know, a lot of deception going on, you know, to yeah. get us to believe that there is a lost, lonely spirit there. Mm-hmm. So you both have done paranormal investigating in the oh, past, yes. right? So do you find that it does get muddled up a little bit like that because you 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 have certain evidence that you collect and it doesn't really quite fit like the house right. or something it's it's more you seem like you you've got somebody else coming in versus someone who is there in other words right. you're investigating a house and and you're really not getting the spirit you think you'd be getting you're getting somebody as a paranormal investigator doing any kind of research the toughest thing is to say you just don't know you're not going to get an answer probably not going to mm-hmm. it's tempting to try and fill in the blanks like oh we called in the female spirit and that's sylvia and now we know she's from the 1800s and she must want something she's trapped in between this world and the next we really don't know any of that uh, we just know that was it uh, why it manifested as a woman in old-fashioned clothing i don't know I can't Unless remember. it wasn't a woman in old-fashioned clothing. <laughs> it was genuinely a woman in old-fashioned clothing. You know, like I mean, you know, past. probably 100 years from now, they're going to be seeing these guys walking around with man buns on it. Terrified. Yeah, absolutely. be pretty freaky to future yeah, generations. Yeah, future generations, you know. Probably we all be bald back then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I clearly remember the time my sister was standing in the dining room and suddenly something pushed her, something shoved her. Yeah, that's, oh, that's yeah. Was what she I really started down. this off with. That, so that really yeah, happened. that really did happen, and that's when it was starting to turn hostile towards us. Um, my sister's just talking, mind her own, her own business, suddenly something shoved her from behind, roughly, mm-hmm. very roughly, too. She nearly lost her balance. Wow. Is that when you called in the warrants? It was uh, after that that the warrants were called in, um, but it was, it was starting to... Um, become tumultuous one thing after another was happening and uh, so finally we figured uh, well Ed and Lorraine were friends of ours at the time mm-hmm. and um, we were, they were invited over for dinner and uh, when they were invited over for dinner of course um, they knew that things were going on in our house we had discussed the, that with them before so they decided to conduct an investigation uh, I clearly remember Ed going downstairs, and he was going to try. I didn't go with I wish I had now very much right. to see what he did. But apparently he was going downstairs to see if if he could do some religious provocation. And just the look on his face. Religious provocation. Religious provocation. That. That's uh, what Ed would do sometimes. Explain that. Well, of course, uh, Lorraine was intuitive. She was psychic, right. and so she could pick up on spirit presence. But Ed, not being psychic, uh, he had to rely on religious provocation, whether you use holy water or some blessed oil <clears throat> or say something religious to see if it is anti-religious and it's going to get a reaction. Very, very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. You're, you're basically provoking it. Yes, and you're provoking something unseen that's very, very hot. And he's saying provocation. He's not speaking of like swearing or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's something. Right. 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 I just right. want to be yeah. perfectly clear. Right, because that's something. I've seen if any... Mentioning of holy names or prayers, right? Right. right. That, that's something I very much disagree with. Is going into a house or some place, and you don't know what you're talking to when when you're yelling at something and trying to get a reaction. Yeah. And I mean, what what if you're talking, you know, about somebody's grandmother or some some exactly. essence, you know? And and if it is something that's of the non-human realm, if they could see what they were cussing out, I don't think they would do it. Mm. You, you know what really mm-hmm. irritates me, and I, and I wrote this on my blog, is that who really speaks for the dead? I mean, we have some so many mediums that go in and they'll say, oh, this 
this, uh, let's just take a, a schoolmaster. The schoolmaster, oh, he was a pedophile. He, he, he attacked little boys and stuff, right? And this guy is long dead, right? He right. may have relatives, but he has really, she's just, that's her opinion, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. She, but right. they're making it like, oh, that's that's true. Well, so it's filling in the blank, and of course the deceased right. person is no longer there to defend himself. Exactly. I think yeah, that's horrendous. If right. Me, yeah. Right. But the way Ed would do it, I remember he used to um, ask if there was a human spirit, and he would ask in the name of God. If you got no response, then, of course, you get into the really dangerous realm. Mm -hmm. You ask in the name of God if there's an inhuman spirit present. Well, I don't know exactly what happened, but I know Ed came upstairs just to look on his face. Just look on his face when he came up, and he looked very serious at Lorraine. He said, nodded. Yes, there is. He said to her, there is something, something down there. So he had experienced something that it was very serious about. And... Um, that's when they realized we need religious intervention, need to have our house blessed or have something done to coerce the spirit to uh, either go dormant or, or move out of the house. Right. Yeah. So is that what led you down the path you're in? I mean, because you're a demonologist. Yes. And, yes, yeah. actually, that was quite an influence in that. That was an influence. Um, I had been thinking along those lines since I was a teenager, but these things started happening. Uh, I realized this is for real. And we had been brought up in a Christian household. Mm -hmm. I was a firm believer, as my parents were. But um, I really wanted to be able to intercede on other people's behalf without making things worse right. for <laughs> myself and the family. But um, seeing Ed and Lorraine in action, that really uh, did a great deal to influence me down that path. So when you are trying to determine, mm -hmm. is it a ghost, is it a demon, is there some kind of criteria? I know you mentioned the religious provocation. Is there some other kind of clues? What leads there, you to believe that it is a demon versus yeah. just a regular there, haunting? There are certain um, criteria that will indicate that it may be a demonic presence. And I don't come into the families if we go into a home to do a cleansing. You know, I don't say this is a demon. I they usually we call it the D word. Usually they bring it up. The family brings it up. Uh -huh. I let them bring it up. <clears throat> I'll refer to it sometimes as um, a contrary spirit. If it's doing things backwards, like um, counterclockwise activity happens counterclockwise. There's things coming in threes. Activity coming in threes. Three knocks. Um, very. Um, that's also a sign of the Trinity, though. Right. So why, right. Why? Why do we go? It does the, become the confusing, side? doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Why do we go automatically think it's a dark side? When, I mean, it, it well, I do. I do give it the. I mean, usually an angelic presence is not going to be haunting a house, but I right. do give it the um, the chance to verify itself. Um, I don't. Yeah. So yeah, right. couldn't an angelic presence be there to help someone? Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. And so we do. We do pray. We actually, uh, my wife Sandra and I do invite the presence of angelic in. Okay. We, and there's uh, a certain sense you yeah. develop that people would have to, if it's an angelic, a lighter presence, then uh, you'd be aware of it, I because agree. there's an uplifting sensation. Yeah, right. it's, it's undeniable. Yeah. It's palpable, yeah. and you like, can feel that. Like a case that we became personally involved with a few years after, which the uh, Conjuring case, as it's known, in Harrisville, Rhode Island. You've heard of that, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now there, there were indications. Oh yes. They should make a movie of that. Yeah, <laughs> that would be make an excellent, action-packed. <laughs> But they, they um, 
Uh, there were certainly unholy spirits there in that house, but there were good spirits too. There, there was angelic. Uh, one of the daughters was <clears throat> saved from an accident in the horse stall uh, by miraculously by an angelic presence. She was seemingly levitated out of danger, and uh, so it wasn't all bad there. I mean, there can be opposites. Mm -hmm. There can be uh, demonic. There can be angelic. So it's. Um, it's when you get that middle ground that becomes a little confusing. Mm -hmm. you Do you know. think that you know some people, uh, they kind of their their own personal beliefs, kind of taint whatever's there. You know, like there could be oh, a yeah. spirit there. Uh, for, for instance, I'm Catholic, and I believe that some of these spirits are actually uh, in, in what we call purgatory, and they they just. Doing their time, basically. <laughs> so in there for heavy time. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing their time. They're, they're trying to help people along the way, really, because they want to move up to the the next thing, which is, you know, moving up is in a lot of uh, religions as far as you know, you 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 know, you get better and better into yeah. your thing. Keeping but, in mind that we'll always have more questions than answers yeah, to this phenomenon. But I mean, w yeah. you do have spirits in there that that seem to do you no harm. They whatsoever. certainly have different personalities. Yeah. However, they evince yeah. them. But we always have these people that get so scared of them. They go in and they, they say, "We oh, we got to cleanse the house. We got to." But mm -hmm. you know, they may be there for a particular reason. They may be someone who's looking over you or, or right. looking out for you or, mm -hmm. or for whatever reason. Um, but uh, I, I think it's we, we sometimes judge them too quickly until we really you know we should really understand. A lot of that people don't want spirits in their house and they find it inconvenient. Yeah. Some people want it's, the, it's yeah. the element of the unexpected. I find know. ghost hunters in my house inconvenient. <laughs> 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 you go through my medicine cabinet. For? <laughs> yeah. But if if we intercede on behalf of somebody who's of, of the Jewish faith, yeah. um, sometimes if it's a very very evil presence, um, we might suggest that it uh, could be. The equivalent of a demonic presence, a dibuk, mm -hmm. in, in the Jewish faith. Oh, yeah. yeah, and um, of course, then I would consult with uh, my friend Rabbi Sid, a friend of mine who uh, Rabbi Sid, I like yeah, that. yeah, Rabbi He's Sid, cool guy, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rabbi Sid, and uh, hey Sid, come it. over here, we got yeah. a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, <laughs> very, very knowledgeable, very, very yeah. knowledgeable about the uh, the um, golems and the Kabbalah. He knows oh, knows all. Yes, yes, yeah, he cool. knows all of it. Wow, that's pretty. Wow. That's pretty neat. Yeah. That's um, rough so if you run into a golem. Uh, yeah, that's that's. I wouldn't want to run into one of them. But, right. Uh, but just so so the upshot of this, just so we get a little closure on this story for our audience. Yeah. Well. Okay. Don't we have to have some closure? How did closure? it end? It never really did. <laughs> How did it end? How did it end? They survived. <laughs> yeah. We They're did sitting that. here. Yeah. What happened was, and this is the first time I was sent on an errand by Ed Warren. Um, it's at night time and. Uh, He's done some provocation in the basement. He does very seriously say something is here. So uh, go get some clergy. Really? <laughs> at, at night. Go at get night. Some yeah, it's after hours. I said, night, go get some clergy. Oh, yeah. You know anybody? Yeah. And I said, yes, I, I do. They're waiting I, by the phone. Right. <laughs> I've never really discussed it. But uh, I, I did go to, I didn't call him. I actually went to his house, um, a local really? Episcopal priest. Yeah, and I discussed it. I tell them the situation in as much detail as I could as quickly as possible. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had never intervened in, in this 
fashion before, but he was certainly willing to give it a try. And that was depicted in the episode. Yes. yes. Yeah. He had no holy water, but he went in the church and blessed some. No holy water. Right. Yeah. Well, he came with some. He blessed his holy water. Yeah, he, he did bless some, some, some water. And uh, the um, Episcopal... Probably most people think holy water is this magical thing. Right, It's right. really just water. Yes, it's uh, water that's been blessed. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You mean there's not a holy water spring in the backyard? You know, I had all this oh, holy water, you know, because... <laughs> and, and, and after a while, it, it does get like funky because you know it's water, <laughs> right? But so I was like, I don't know what to do with it. And, and the priest says, "Dump it in the ground, mm -hmm. put it back in the earth." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's interesting. Not, unlike with Catholicism, uh, the Episcopal liturgy doesn't specifically have an exorcism rite, mm. but uh, what he did he, he used blessings, he used the Psalms. Yeah. Also, the baptism liturgy in the Episcopal faith uh, is very similar to an exorcism. It is actually a form of exorcism mm -hmm. because baptism... It does. It yeah. is, it, baptism is. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You're exercising your, right. the original sin and, and exactly. whatever back then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with that and this combined with the Psalms, he did a thorough blessing and it did seem to work in our house. Did it in the basement. And uh, you could actually feel, because you wonder, you know, how much are you um, psychologically influenced, but you, it did feel lighter there, did feel, you felt like something was cleansed, uh, not as heavy, and the activity did pretty much stop, pretty much stop for quite some time. That's great. I can't say it stopped forever, mm -hmm. because when we eventually moved out, there was, you know, some, sometimes we'd experience things, yeah. especially my brother. I don't know if it's because he he'd been the conductor there of the <laughs> sessions. Right, right, yeah. exactly, exactly. But I, I know that I, I've done on I've gone on uh, three uh, exorcisms with the Catholic Church, and it's you're absolutely right. When when it's completed, there is just a, an entire change in the in the atmosphere. I mean, yes. you could feel it. Oh yeah, actually, hard to describe it in words, but you do feel it. You're, you're right. lighter. Even the room seems brighter. It's like exactly. somebody switched on a light. Some yeah, people will smell roses and everything. It's yeah, there is, there's a whole variety of things, but wow. it, it's extremely intriguing. Uh, okay, I'm just looking at time. But I have a, uh, a question as well. Do you think uh, you can conjure spirit? Hmm. Sometimes. Certainly. Keith? Certainly. Whoever takes it, I don't care. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I believe that it is possible to conjure spirit. And um, like Ed Warren used to say, it's um, anyone in the audience, he'd speak to um, audiences and uh, usually a college age audience, he'd say, any one of you could go home and conjure a spirit tonight if you really wanted to. You don't need probably this, not the right. best choice of words on his right, part. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't need the next <laughs> on. You know, it's, it's, it's like you can conjure spirits if you just open yourself to it, but it's not necessarily going to be as easy to get rid of right. as it was to bring in. If somebody tries an objective experiment where they say, "Well, I'm going to call up a spirit, like be a demonic or a right. human type spirit," if there indeed there is any difference, uh, they're they might not get any results right then because they're being objective, they're looking for empiric evidence. But if somebody really, really wants to I buy gum, I'm going to conjure something, I'm going to see if there's anything to this, and they try it again and again, yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're going to get some results. <laughs> maybe not what they wanted, maybe yeah, not right. what they planned for, but eventually they'll get some. Be ready to accept the responsibility of the consequences. Maybe I, I'm thinking this is a little different than, than what you guys are. And conjure it to me, means that you would bring a spirit in 
other words, you are commanding the spirit. Yeah, you would use in. certain formulas to call Command up the versus, spirit. Versus inviting the spirit. This right. is a little bit of difference, I think, anyway. Yes, right. Yeah, right. So a contra so yeah. traditionally there is a difference because yeah. you can use certain chants and spells to call in a spirit like yeah, you constrained. Do you think that's real? I mean, isn't like free will the, the universal law of, the, of both realms? Mm -hmm. We all have yeah. free will, so... Can you really force a spirit to come in if they I think don't if one believes in it, even if in the back of one's mind, in the murky recesses of somebody's psyche, if they believe that they can do that, they're going to get results. I don't think you can objectively force a spirit to manifest. I don't think somebody can do it like a scientific experiment right. and get that to happen because they use certain words. Or it's more like in the laboratory right. bringing them in. And yeah, yeah, then so it would be proven. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There are ancient stories of King Solomon. Uh, you know, I was thinking yes, about that. Yes, yes. Solomon's ring, and yeah. he could conjure uh, spirits that would demonic spirits that would help build this temple, but they didn't want to. And, and then to uh, update it to the 15th century, there's Dr. Johann Faustus, oh, yeah. who yeah. discovered a formula for calling up a spirit and constraining it and forcing it to uh, accede to his will, but he, of course he had to sell his soul to do that. Yeah. Ah. I was a price short, yes. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of selling your soul, can we play a quick para news? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We have a moment to talk. That was a good segue. <laughs> that was so, yeah, it was well, we there. would like to play our, uh, our ace uh, reporter, Nathan Mayer. Steve, and Steve, we Steve. have a, a quick little, uh, <laughs> little para news clip with the Johnsons. Johnson, take a good look, and his twin brother, Keith Johnson. I'm going to ask him a few short questions with short answers. Short questions? Short. Short questions. <laughs> with short answers. <laughs> What's your, what occupation would you like to attempt, if you could? Brain surgery. Brain surgery? I think I could do a lot of good curing people's woes and excising their problems. It's, it's kind of like short answers. Modern Jamal. Like to be a pastor and a physician as well. Physician? What occupation would you not like to attempt? I'd not like to attempt um, working in a factory with fumes. Factory with fumes. Can I change my answer? I would like to have my own uh, host a television show. To the one you want to attend? That's the one I want to do. Okay, now, not want to do it. Cameraman. Camera person. This be camera, camera person. No, actually, what I would not like to do is some aspects of my job now. I'm working buildings that are, there was only one section that's air conditioned. I'm usually not in that section. My last question. Who is your first celebrity crush? My brother. Your brother? My celebrity crush? Um... Diana Rigg on the Avengers. Diana Rigg? It was actually Judy Garland. Judy Garland. Dorothy in The Visit of Oz. That's my first celebrity oh, crush. Well, thank you, Karen Dan and Karen Uncle, for this wonderful interview. Very welcome. And we're back. Thank you, Nate, for that lovely interview. I didn't want to skip it, and I know we're running low on time. 
We wanted to ask. One low on time. Uh, we're, well, we're running out of out time. Out of time. Out of time. Low on time. We wanted to ask uh, both of you, do you have um, a common website, individual websites, any kind of contact info yeah. you'd like to give out? Nearparanormal.com. Very easy to reach us. Okay. New England Anomalies Research, nearparanormal.com. Excellent. And my girlfriend, Lana Brock, who's in Kokomo, Indiana. She might be watching us right now. Oh, awesome. We oh, have a website. We have an enterprise um, going on. It's Nebula Entertainment. Ooh. And you can look that up through our website, and that is Demonology Incorporated. So you go to it through demonologyinc.wixsite.com forward slash home. Oh, my goodness. And I will bring it to you. All if right. you try just Demonology Incorporated, all kinds of things come up. And really. Ah. Very people things. I'd just like to request uh, thoughts and prayers for uh, Tim Dennis of Darkness yes. Radio. He's he's having uh, health issues very, very serious. So we keep our him and our thoughts and prayers. Yes, Dave Schitt, straight as co-host. Oh, yes. that's too bad. That's well, right. We'll hope for his improvement. It's important that you get that out there because the more people that think about it, yes. the more people that send Yes, we right. do. Because right. thought is power. Yes, thought yes is indeed. Thought is energy and, mm -hmm. and helps. Definitely helps, I thought think. Thought is anyway. powerful. It is. Yes, it is. And thank you both so much for coming on the show Boy, tonight. We, we, we got our rap cue. Where did we this did. hour go? I know. It flew oh. by. Yeah. And it, it was just an awesome evening, and thank you so much. That was really, really good. I, I appreciate it. I had like a thousand more questions. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, you guys you guys were really great. And, thank you. And, thank uh, you, Ron. It must have been a lot of fun when you were kids. That's oh, it was. I mean, who was the Debbie Donner? I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this was just a small faction of ours. He talked me into switching classes at school. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we didn't even get into that. Yeah. Oh, oh, but yeah. we have to wrap up. Yeah, we have wrapping, to wrap up. Wrapping. I'm so right. sorry. <laughs> we're wrapping. Thank you all for watching and our, uh, our evening with the Johnson Brothers. And we will see you all next time on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. Do, 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 do. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs>